you're not going to say too much, I guess. But I do appreciate what God has uh, done for us again another year. And and uh, spiritually speaking, I I, I would just, I feel like this has been one of the best years of my life that I can ever look back on. And uh, but I found out what brings uh, victory is battles. No battles, no victory. That's right. That's right. Battles bring victory. That's the reason we celebrate victory, because we have fought battles. Things all pieces, I reckon. And, uh, but, uh, I, I have no complaints again about things that happened this past year and how it's happened and things I just don't thoroughly understand. I may never understand it all. Don't ever expect to, and I'm not even trying to, but I know that the Lord is capable of seeing us through whatever we need to go through from time to time, as a person, as family members, whatever it may be. But God has certainly been good to us. And I wanted to read you something uh, that I preached at a funeral just a, uh, about a week back. Uh, and uh, I felt that I could preach it there and need to preach it there. And, I just felt like maybe reading you some of the verses tonight. I don't know if we preach it or not, but um, I would like to read it. And maybe just uh, get us to thinking. I know our number's down tonight and that, but uh, uh, maybe, just maybe, somebody here tonight could use something that we may uh, say um, as some type of help. And, you know, that's all that I'm asking to be and want to be in life is just... Uh, is just uh, just a help uh, some way somehow. Um, and I feel like that uh, you know some people want to be uh, in life. They want to be the one that has their name put on the building for all its creation. I just like to help lay a block in it. You know that's all I'm interested in. Just laying a block in it doing what we can. Um, must have looked at the wrong number there. Got glasses and still can't see them. Okay. That don't match up with 365, does it? I thought I read 345. You get mad for the Earl on these. I had to get people looking my songs up for me. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I want to just read some verses here and maybe say a few things. Um, you know, it concerns me as a as a pastor, and if, and if it didn't concern me, you need to get another pastor. It's when people drawing back, going cold on the Lord, and drifting away from God. That that troubles me. It burdens me. I don't know how you are. I, I've told people, I don't know how people lay down and sleep tonight letting their kids go like they do sometimes. I'm talking about out in the world. I'm not talking about necessarily church people, but I go by and I see the little kids, 12, 13, 14 years old out on the street, and seem like uh, parents are going doing their thing and don't don't worry a bit in the world or don't seem to worry, don't care. And I, I just don't, I'm just not made up that way. I have a, I worry. I worry about them. Even after mine's even married, if they go somewhere and I know they're gone and things, I still worry, Lord, are they safe on the highway? You guys got, you know, but there's people today that don't have that kind of feeling. They just don't seem like or they're unconcerned. And, and believe it or not, there are pastors in this world, so-called pastors, 
they're not concerned about the flock. They're not really worried who's down, who's up, who's uh, trying to make through, who's not trying to, who's giving up, uh, or anything like that, Jim. They just don't care. But, I, but I'm not boasting on myself by any means, but I do care. And you know what? How many of you can look at your children and tell when they've got a problem or they're sick or something bothering them? Why, sure. You think that I was, I was sitting here playing the guitar, and I'll be 44 uh, uh, 30th of January, and I got to figuring I've been come here all my life with Howard, I, ever since I was born in this world, I've come here to church. But I got to thinking about how long it's been since I got saved, and about 28 years I've been picking a guitar, sitting in this stand behind this same pulpit, uh, podium, whatever you want to call it, about, about the same, either right up there or right back here. 28 years I've been doing the same thing, song after song after song after song. And you know what? I'm glad that God allowed me to do that 28 years. Yeah, 28 years, come and gone, and God allowed me to uh, to do a little bit, Jim, for him, and and uh, I appreciate that. But uh, again, I, I, I'm concerned about people that uh, seemingly are discouraged, losing out. And Lord, I say, what can we say to them? What can we do for them? Those type of things. But in John 6 and 64, but there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. He said, therefore said, I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And you know, this has been my life ever since I was a baby, ever since I've... And, and tonight, there are things... I, uh, I lived in sin just a short while, but I, Brother Harris, there's a lot of things I don't really know what it's really all about, but it's all about because I've never been right there yet, and I hope I never get to that place. But if, if I should leave the Lord tonight, I said, Mir, you want either backslide. I said, uh, uh, did you realize that if we'd backslide... We would probably say, no, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. And I'm not going to do that, that, and that. I said, you know what? We would probably do that and a whole lot more. That's the way sin works. That's the way sin goes. Sin grows just like anything else. It gets bigger and bigger and more and more of it. And so uh, as, as Peter uh, knew from where he came from and knew his past experiences in life, and for those that have maybe were in sin longer than myself, could I ask you tonight, uh, where could you go you know anybody? Where could, where could you go to? If you give up on the Lord tonight, who wants you? Huh? Say, so, well, the world will have me. Yeah, but the world still don't treat people that's backslid just like it was. There's different. There's difference in it, Bobby. That's right. There's a difference in a man. If once he's really known the Lord or a woman, but where in the world could they go? And you know what? The way I feel about it tonight, this world says, yeah, we'll have you for a while, but a while is about all of it. And then when that's over with, then where are we going to go next? And then when that phases out, where are we going to go from there? And you know what? That's the reason today that there's men and women that they go back on the Lord and eventually they get to where they have seemingly nowhere to go to. And then they begin to thinking about taking their life. I don't have nothing to live for. Nobody to turn to. Nobody to help me. That, <clears throat> that's exactly what the devil uh, wanted uh, them to think. And, and uh, uh, here it was those that went back on the Lord. And he looked at them and said, Will you go away also? 
Will you also go away and, and go back? And, and he, he thought just real briefly, he said, uh, uh, we don't want to go back there because they didn't offer us what you had to offer us. You know, that's the sad thing. People know what God's got to offer, and they still turn away from God. They go back into the things of the world, go back into sin, living in a life of sin. Once a man, a woman, boy, or girl has ever known the Lord, there's nothing in this world that will compare to knowing the love of God. There's never been a happiness, a joy, a peace, and satisfaction come on the heart of a person once they've ever had that from God. There is no way to compare the two. There is no comparison once they've known the Lord. And uh, I read this song here in the funeral, and I wanted just to read it to you. It says, Where Could I Go? Listen to the words. As Francis said, sometimes the words, uh, more or less, sometimes we'll listen to the music or whatever, and we lose the meaning of what the song is really saying. It says, Living below in this old sinful world, hardly a comfort can afford. Striving alone to face temptation sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? This year has come and gone, and if we hadn't had the Lord, the things that we have had to deal with as a person, each individual we've had to face the enemy with, if we didn't have the Lord, say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need your help. How could we have ever handled it? How could we have ever come through it? How could we have ever faced it? Uh, and as it goes on to say, neighbors are kind. Now, i tell you what, we've got some of the best neighbors in this part of the country. Not just here in Buckeye, but all around us. We have good neighbors. But it says, I love them, everyone. We get along in sweet accord. But when my soul needs manna from above. In other words, what this song is saying, they can do all they can do for me. They can help me in every way they can help me. But when I need to feel God, when my soul gets thirsty for something beyond this world has the offer. And nothing will satisfy me but feeling God's spirit. Where can I go but to the Lord? And that's the sad thing that's happening with people. They're turning to this world for whatever reason or the other. But when my soul gets hungry for the Lord. I mean when I need a blessing, Brother Harry. When I've stood about as all I felt like I could stand. And I was needing strength in my innermost being. I have to go to the Lord to get that. Nobody else has it all. There ain't two stores that sells the same product. This comes from one source and that's from God. There ain't no other place to order it from, Brother Tucker. This is it. If we don't get it here, we don't get it nowhere. Right. We got to get it from the Lord, Jim. Right. He looks back here and said, Life here is grand with friends I love so dear. Comfort I get from God's own word. Yet when I face the chilly hand of death. Now that's the end of this thing, isn't it? We may face a lot of things in life, and we, without the help of the Lord, those people actually got through some things, and I've wondered how they did. Maybe the Lord helped them, and I just didn't know it, but they got through it. But I'll tell you what, when we face the chilly hand of death, and we, as old saying is, we land on his shore, it'll take him to lead us over there. Nobody else can lead us that way but him. And so, where could I go but to the Lord? And... Uh, we look here, it says uh, that if a man has friends, he must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that will stick closer than a brother. I know that to be true. There's friends that will stick closer than your husband and your wife. He'll stick closer to you than your children. As close as you can be knit in the love and the unity of the family bond that God has, there's still a friend that loves us beyond all of that. 
Because you know what? There's times that family sometimes can fall out with you over just almost nothing. But you know what? Jesus understands me better than anybody that I've ever met. Jim, he knows my weaknesses and he knows my strength. He knows my likes. He knows my dislikes. He knows me better than anybody in this world. Carol probably, as far as people-wise, she probably knows me better than anybody. Better than anybody. But you know what? There still, there's one knows more about me than her. And that's my friend Jesus. I believe Andy testified uh, here this past year or last year, but he has this year too, about an old friend just sort of came by again today. And I tell you what, I've, I've uh, listened to that and I've, I still remember that. And I tell you what, when you just get to the place that you need an old friend to come by. Um, I, I know one thing. I wish everybody that I, that I call would move in, in Saltville area to where I wouldn't have such a big phone bill. But I get there at the house of the night and I get to want to talk to somebody. I just have to get on the phone. I'll call here and I'll call there and talk a while. Talk to different ones because I want to talk to friends. You see, just have just to talk a while. Just just get along and we'll need somebody to talk to just for a little while. But you know what? There's times when I can't even talk to them, and I can talk to the Lord, Brother Howard. He can hear me. He knows He knows the way I feel. He understands my heart. He understands all the things about me. And you know what? Tonight, uh, we need to learn to appreciate this friend called Jesus. A friend called Jesus. Again, I'll tell you, it's been uh, uh, right at 30 years, 28 years of... Uh, uh, just sort of coming doing doing what we've been doing. We ain't broke no records. We ain't done nothing of that nature uh, at all. But I tell you what, it's been good. It's been an experience. It's been great. And I uh, uh, I'm looking for God to continue to do great things for us if we'll just put our trust in Him. And so oftentimes it's very easy to get discouraged, down and out, blue and and all the things like that. But if we could just think about dying law, it ought to shake us just a little bit. We get down to where we think, let's just, we're going to give up on the Lord. And I, I felt like asking somebody one time this question. What did the Lord ever do to you wrong? You say, yeah, but you don't know. Let me tell you something. God has never done anybody wrong. No. There may be things that we don't understand and never understand in this world, but God's not done us wrong. No sirree. We can't, we can't blame God for any unjust act that's ever seemingly come our way. It can't be. But I'll tell you what. He's done me nothing but good. You know, was it uh, the devil and when he, uh, he came to Job and he tempted Job and Job went through a lot of things, lost everything seemingly nearly that he had, his, uh, his wealth, his health, his uh, children and all those things. But the Bible said it not one time did Job ever charge God foolishly. Didn't charge God foolishly. And you know what tonight? But the thing of it is when we make it to the end, and there will be an end after a while, we find the end of Job's days in this life that he, he, had, he had more of the things that he one time had, more of it. But you know the greatest thing that he had, he still had his testimony. He had his testimony with God, Jim. Is there anything in this world worth giving up our testimony that God has given us? And we, we, when we can say, I thank the Lord for saving me and forgiving me of sin, 
There's nothing that I see in this world that's valuable that I'd want to exchange that for and say, give me this and you can have my testimony. I'd rather just keep my testimony, Jim. I'd rather keep my testimony. All right, anyone else like to testify?